welcome to this special edition of Combinations, the podcast from North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare NHS Trust. Today is a first ever Mental Health Nurses Day organised by the RCN Mental Health Team. And to mark the day, uh, we thought we'd come and chat with some of our mental health nurses about why they joined, the job they do, the challenges, the enjoyment, and uh, how, what advice they'd give to anybody else if they were thinking of becoming a mental health nurse. So, um, uh, if I could ask each of you to introduce yourselves and, and say what you do. My name is Denise, and though you're not in Scotland, you're definitely in Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been a mental health nurse now since 1989, um, worked in the wards for a long, long time, and got the opportunity to come to Mental Health Liaison in June last year. And it's like starting a new job all over again, and I absolutely love it. Despite the risks and despite the challenges, thoroughly enjoy the job. My name's Leanne. I am the team leader for the Mental Health Liaison team. I've got a background of older persons and acute adult inpatient. I came to Liaison about two, two and a bit years ago, and I absolutely love it. My name's Jo. Um, I've worked in Learning Disability Series up my background is working with children and young people, um, so within Mental Health Liaison Team, that's my area really. I um, love working with children and young people and just being able to kind of find out what's going on for them, look at um, sort of beyond their presenting behaviour to see what actual intervention they may need um, and providing things in an accessible way. Very simple question. Mental Health Liaison, what is Mental Health Liaison? Mental Health Liaison is a combination of both physical and mental health combined. So uh, from a liaison perspective, we see patients who come into any inpatient area, whether that's a ward or A&E, who are suffering from a mental health illness or are suffering from a physical illness that is impacting on their mental health. So the team um, is combined of multidisciplinary workers. We've got psychologists, nurses, social workers who take a holistic view in order to get um, the best assessment and the best outcome for patients who've got a lot of complex needs. We're sitting, actually sitting here in uh, next door to the A&E in an acute hospital. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's yeah. interesting, how, how do you interface with, with, um, with A&E? We've been quite fortunate because we've been able to, to build quite positive and good relationships with, with not just the A&E but all the wards throughout the UH&M. Uh, we've got strong links, we support with training, advice for patients who need specific management interventions, but we are quite lucky that we've been able to overcome some barriers and kind of combine mental and physical health in two. Right, okay. What's, what's so great about being a mental what's health so, nurse? What's so great about it? It's actually a privilege for people to allow you to get involved in their lives. It's, um, you know, if you come across people who are in crisis and they're at risk, um, and they quite often will bat people away and they really don't want to open up and they don't want to speak about it. So we're quite privileged, first of all, that they have actually brought themselves here. And then we're further privileged that they will actually, because they're telling you their full life story. These things are just, you know, there's a lot of fragile information there. They're really opening up and they're bearing their soul, if you like. Um, and they've only met us for, like, you know, the first five minutes, but there's such crisis, such distress. Um, and the first couple of minutes that you meet with them, well, that, that counts because they have to trust you. So first and foremost, it's a huge compliment that somebody will sit down and say, yes, I will speak to you about this, and then pour it out. Um, you don't get any bigger pat on the back than that. You don't 
We see people who are probably the most vulnerable point in their life and to come in and have to build a relationship with the patient in that short space of time, enough for them to trust you to open up and, get, and give you their life, so we give you their information and accept any support that, that you can put in place for them. It's, it is a privilege. Yeah. And how about from a learning disabilities perspective? What, 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 what's so rewarding about that? I think... Like my colleagues have already said, really, it's about offering that holistic support for somebody, looking beyond the presenting behaviour as to what is actually going on, and, you know, to be able to facilitate somebody to open up and to explore their emotions, to explore what's going on in their life in the here and now is, is such a privilege that people would be able to engage with you, um, you know, that may not have been able to engage prior to a conversation with, with ourselves. Um, and, like, you know, like my colleague said, it's the most vulnerable point in their life quite often that they're in crisis you know they're at the the end of themselves they've kind of perhaps given up on life so to be able to offer support um, and to bring hope to people really to bring hope for recovery hope for um, for a future how did you come to be a mental health nurse um, when I started mental health nursing, it was an awful lot different. It was um, institutionalised care, but it was right on the verge of changing. So um, they were really selling it at that point. I wanted to be a nurse anyway. So lo and behold, I went in to do mental health nursing. Um, it has its challenges. I took early retirement in 2015 from NHS Lanarkshire. Um, and I was out the NHS into private nursing for about six months, but I couldn't leave it alone. I just, um, I missed the challenges, I missed the patients, I missed the team, I just missed everything about it. And it's when somebody says, you know, the first questions people will ask you, what's your name, where are you from and what do you do? What's the most important one? What do you do? I'm a mental health nurse and your chin's up and your shoulders are back because you feel proud. Um, I always knew I wanted to do some form of nursing, but when I looked into it, I wasn't really sure. I've, I've always loved working with people. I'm a very people person. Um, so when I looked into mental health, I thought, yeah, that was it. And, and I went into a training and I never looked back. I absolutely love it. Um, I love working with people. I love, I love supporting patients through their journey and their recovery. And I just don't think that there's any better job. No day is ever the same. It's always a challenge. So I'm a learning disability nurse, but in mental health services. Um, and I guess the way I came into nursing was, um, it, I guess it just sort of found me. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, took a year out after college and then just came a, uh, across like a description of what a nurse would be and um, what it entails and got into it that way really. Um, absolutely love it. I think the, there's no place better than knowing that you're supporting people, um, you know, giving people a voice that can't necessarily speak up for themselves. So really, really simple question. Um, so you're all mental health nurses. Is there any job you'd rather do? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Anne Cox, I'm consultant nurse and clinical lead for CAMS. I'm Jacques Hamlet, I'm the quality improvement lead nurse for the North Staffs Directorate. I'm Rachel Bullock, I'm mental health nurse and nurse prescriber within CAMS. Oh, many ways in, there are many <laughs> ways in. I originally started off studying as a quantity surveyor. Um, and absolutely hated the economics aspect of it. So I had a year out and it just a review of, right, where am I gonna go? Always interested in people, how people work, how they think, and more importantly, how they don't work in ways that we don't think in. So it kind of felt like a gradual steering into nursing. So that's how I chose my path. It was a very deliberate choice and 
I genuinely haven't looked back. I think I make a better nurse mental health than I ever would a quantity surveyor. Um, so my route was, I when I left school, um, I did a GMVQ in leisure and tourism, which was the route then for a pre-police service course. And I was determined to go into the police. Um, and I finished my course and I went for the police service and I got through every single assessment apart from the last day. Um, which, which, okay, I'm a firm believer in fate, so it was obviously meant to happen for a reason. After a number of jobs, I ended up getting a job on as a healthcare support worker um, on a children's ward, on a on a general children's ward. Um, but I was far more interested in the young people that came through with overdoses or self harm, um, and I kind of. Um, seemed to link in with them, I had empathy for them and wanted to help them and I was talking to some of my superiors one day and they said well what are you doing being a healthcare support worker, you've got the grades, go and be a mental health nurse um, and I think that was in the May and by the September I was on a mental health nurses course um, and never looked back. So. Mine was quite different, I uh, trained originally as a nursery nurse, um, working with children and um, wanted a bit of a change so so again was a support worker um, and I had a fantastic um, ward manager who'd nursed for about 35 years who later admitted that she only gave me a job because she liked my handwriting but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that got me in. Um, it's a good skill. Yeah um, and she saw something in me that, that she kind of you know nurtured and and looked after and, and put me forward for secondment so so I suppose going into nursing was, was because of other nurses. There's, there's no set pattern to becoming a mental health nurse. No, there's loads of ways and yeah. lo loads of reasons why, why you might want to. And, and, yeah. all of that, yeah? and I yeah. think the journey for us like into children's probably is all quite different because I, when I qualified in 2000, I was actually at St Edward's mm -hmm. in Cheddleton. Um, working on, I think it was Menzies Ward at the time, and then worked on Ward 93, which was the sold substance misuse wards. Yeah. Uh, before I moved off into forensics, uh, I worked at a, a prison, and then worked into low secure children's, and then worked in community children's. So I guess yeah. the path to children's is sometimes not straight out of mental health nursing college either. So. Yeah. What was your path, Bridget? Oh, I started off um, in adults, and then it was it was an opportunity because I think, like a lot of people, I didn't know much about CAMS because it hadn't been an option. Whenever I'd been a student in training, it was kind of like this really isolated specialist practice. I did have a couple of placements there, but that's because I went to seek them out. But when I qualified, no, it was adults, and then literally, just a colleague basically asked me, would you please apply for this job? You know, I think you'd be really good at it. And I did, and I got it. And all of a sudden I was working with children and young people, specifically young offenders and young people who were secured in um, accommodation under the Children's Act. So it was quite at the deep end in a very specialist mm -hmm. field in the very early days. And I haven't looked back and I know now as in the role that I'm in I have oversight of adult services but my heart belongs to CAMS, mm. you know, there's, there's just something about it 
that once we get people into it, they never leave. Yeah. Why is it so special? What, why, why being in What is it about it? it, it, it <coughs> what makes you think, do you know what? This is why I love doing it. Where do we start? Yeah. For me, it has to be diversity. My role is just so varied in terms of what I do. Um, as a consultant nurse, um, I'm a CDT therapist as well as an independent prescriber. Um, I'm also doing my doctorate currently. Um, so I think just the, vari the variation that I have every day, it's never going to be the same. It's always challenging, but always the camaraderie that you've got around you is just fantastic. And I think it's that teamwork that we have that really kind of kind of makes you want to do better, makes you want to innovate, makes you want to deliver better practice. Oh, I think it, it's a lot of it has to do with the fact because you are so frontline and because you are working with families and you're working with them in such a trusted basis and that relationship is just so important that your ability to make a positive impact you know, to help people mm -hmm. at times when it's a crisis for them. For us, it's a question of actually, no, we're very used to these presentations, but for that family, it, it doesn't feel that way. And just the ability to help them steer and guide and recover from those, it, it's just, you can't replace it. It's stressful, it's annoying. You'll come out some days thinking, oh my God, and other days you'll come out and you'll just be so happy. Mm. You know, it just takes one thank you to make everything, all those hours of frustration, just worth it, it's fabulous. I think for me, the, um, the, the humanness that comes with it, that, you know, the, the hugely privileged position to be where somebody comes to you and, and they are so vulnerable um, and they are trusting in you with that vulnerability. Um, certainly working with children, <coughs> Parents are putting your tr their trust in you to do right by their children, um, and, and as a mom, as well as a nurse, um, I would want to go to a service where I trusted people implicitly to do the right thing, and I think that's a hugely privileged position to be. That nurses quite often have access to that vulnerability and a real opportunity to, to, to you know, guide them, um, advocate for them, educate them. Um, support, you know, it's kind of how many hats do you want to have at one point? Um, so, do, do, you, do you find it scary sometimes that, that amount of trust or that amount of responsibility? Or, I, I think, yeah, I think you, you need to constantly be aware that you've, you've got that level of responsibility and um, people are trusting in you, and this is where you've got to be open and. Um, you know, this comes back to the support as a team, doesn't it? That, you know, really having that support, sometimes you can't do that on your own. You know, you need to be aware of when you need to involve other people for, for that, you know, for that person. Is it the one thing, one thing you can think about? Do you know I did that and that was amazing? Well, there are a number of things that I would think, oh, that was great, that was great, you know, interventions I've done but ultimately it's the outcome for those children and young people and those families. If you've got people that were in, um, you know, what they would perhaps consider crisis point, or even though I use that word lightly, but to see them come through 
to engage in education, to you know go out and get jobs, to keep the family unit together, for me that has to be the best outcome. I think there's a, lots of things you can think about, isn't there? You know, individual you know memories you have, and every single person you look after, you know, there's a little bit of of them that you, you hold in your heart, isn't it? You don't forget people that you know so closely. So I'm Dawn Burston, I'm a quality improvement lead matron uh, for adult acute inpatients. Hey, my name's Charis Hancock, I'm a staff nurse based on Ward 2. My name's Maria Hampton, I'm a staff nurse based on Ward 3. I'm Jess Corden, I'm acting quality lead on Ward 1. My favourite aspects are when we get the very poorly people that come on um, and seeing that progression to where then they're able to go back into the community. When it's when you see that progression and knowing that what you've done has had an impact on making their life better and they seeing that they're able to then go back and live the best life that they can do again. One of my roles is to make sure that you know we tackle stigma about mental health and that we're not afraid to um, you know, express ourselves and the fact that it should have an equal level of physical health. I like it when you, you, know, you work quite intensely with a patient, it's looking at all the patient's needs and although it's really good to see them recover, it's also the little parts of recovery mm -hmm. throughout the, the inpatient stay. Yeah, or the, the, the little moments where they might have had a really bad day and you get to spend like even like five, ten minutes, however yeah. much they can tolerate at that time, but in, the, in that time you're able to make them feel a bit better. As a matron, I've started my nursing career 29 years ago now. <laughs> And I think what um, sort of never fails to impress me is the uh, passion, the resilience of the nursing staff. And I think for me, you know, one of my roles is to ensure that staff health and wellbeing is also paramount. That I'm there to support staff, to promote their innovative thinking, and to look at you know, retaining the really quality staff that we have within the trust. Because with good staff, you, know, you get good patient care, and that's absolutely crucial. Um, and I'm just really proud to work with the staff that we've got within North Tuscan Man Healthcare. And I always wanted to work in mental health. I initially started through the psychology route, um, but, the, but that didn't really lead me to anywhere and I decided that I would come in through nursing. And actually, as a nurse, you get to spend more time with people than you would as a psychologist anyway. So it, to me, it feels like a more rewarding pathway. Anyone else? Yeah. I suppose my auntie is a nurse and um, she has, she started the same age I did, I was, you know, I was 18 when I started training to be a nurse and she was younger than that, she was about 17 at the time and she's always, you know, shown me how rewarding it is and spoke about what she gets from nursing and so when it came to me looking at what pathway I wanted to take, I thought nursing just feels natural. Like Maria says, I've always had an interest in mental health and it just about natural to go to mental health nursing? So for me, I, um, I remember, I think my nursing career started when I was at school. So I was very aware of two um, children, I guess, that were in my class at school. One who um, had got a mum with quite severe mental health problems. Uh, and another lad whose dad died quite tragically um, whilst he was quite young. I think he was about 12 when he died. And I just remember having a real awareness of the impact that that was having on them at school. I noticed the change in them emotionally, behaviourally, 
Uh, I noticed how they almost became more isolated because nobody knew how to talk to them. And that was something I was very aware of from quite a young age. And so I knew from then that I wanted to work with people to try to sort of, you know, promote that sort of inclusiveness and to um, help others to understand what people are going through to, you know, enable them to function, um, I guess, you know, better as, as people and become more resilient. Um, because that was quite sad to see. There's a variety of different approaches that we have as, as nurses and healthcare, and I think it's, you know, it's just bringing your skills and bringing different different approaches to the team, and and uh, just putting the patient first and and, and working with them. We're, we're all human beings, and yeah. you know, we all sort of have our own place in society, don't we? And I think from a psychiatric nurse point of view, you've got to understand that every single person that you know exists in the world have got their own uniqueness, and it's all very different. And I think if you have those people skills and that ability to understand yeah. that diversity, you know, within our whole culture, um, then you know, I think that's a good start. Understanding that mental health illness, it's not something that happens to a certain type of person, it can happen to anyone from any background. And that could be your brother or mum or sister or cousin or auntie or grandparent. And it's, if you're coming to nursing and you do this, it's to remember why you did it in the first place. Go for it, I think, you know, if you've yeah. got that interest and you think you've got the skills and not to be afraid and not to let people's judgment of what mental health is and is and um, cloud your judgment and you shouldn't let that um, impact any decisions that you make. You should, yeah. If you want to do it, you should go for it. In that you think are like um, common myths people think about mental health nursing or anything people might not know about your role that's part of your job you'd want to tell everyone? That we're not proper nurses. Yeah. Um, we get that a lot. Yeah. We we have we may not have every clinical skill that a physical nurse does, but we have lots of skills that are very specialised to our area and take a lot of learning. So we are just as much a nurse as anyone else. I think a misconception that people have about people with mental health illnesses in general is stuff that they get fed through films or TV programmes, you know, that they're aggressive, violent people, you know, and it's not the case. I mean, we do, yes, deal with a very small minority of situations where we have aggressive and violent people, but the other majority of that is people who need help and they need support and they need people to understand what's going on in their lives. and. That's where we come in and we, we're there to support them and help them through a difficult time in their life that no one else really has the skills to do other than the professionals that work here. I think certain people, um, I guess as you grow up as well, just have those natural qualities and those natural values in life, you know, that care for others, that are compassionate. If you do have those qualities then I would say. Yeah, come into nursing and give it a go because it's such um, a valuable job to do. You get, you know, so much sort of pride from from working with the people that, that we get. Rewarding, and, isn't it? Very, very yeah. rewarding. I, I'm really proud to be a nurse and, you know, I worked hard to get here like we all did and I think it's it's the most, like, the most valuable job, isn't it? You know, helping other people. You can't get better than that, really, can you? No. It's like quite emotional talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it does, yeah. What, what other job could give you as much job satisfaction to see somebody that's in the, sort of the, the depths of despair, you know, that's living in almost like another world because of the way that the mental health has taken them, who's suffered the amount of trauma that some of them have suffered, mm -hmm. and seeing them recover, you know, sort of before our eyes with that help and support, 
I'm here with Colin Burgess and Colin is the staff side RCN rep for Combined Healthcare. Um, Colin, how proud are you that the RCN Mental Health Forum are leading this initiative nationally? I think it's a great initiative. Uh, Mental health nursing has been in my blood for 30 plus years and I think that we're actually recognising mental health nursing as a career with removing all the stigma and bits and pieces that are attached to what we do in our careers is fantastic. So, of course, people listening to this podcast will have heard lots of examples of frontline combined healthcare mental health nurses talking about the importance they attach to their role, how much they enjoy it, what fulfilment they give. I mean, from your point of view as a mental health nurse yourself, what do you think is so special about mental health nursing? Coming into mental health nursing wasn't a choice for me. It was just one of those things that happened. And I've been here ever since the 1980s. you know working with people and and for me it was about helping people to empower people to change and make decisions that they perhaps wouldn't have made normally and you must be particularly pleased about the raised profile if you like and raised understanding that mental health uh, has got across the nhs particularly in the in recent past extremely proud and and a lot of that's come through the forum's work itself and also the fact that you know i quite welcome champion to anybody about the fact that mental health is one of those illnesses that is there, then people can't see it and, and you can't judge somebody just because you can't see some. So um, so you don't just represent mental health nurses here at Combined, you represent mental health nurses across the whole of the West Midlands region. Yeah. As a mental health nurse yourself, how proud are you to represent your colleagues across the whole region? It's extremely proud to represent any nurse, especially mental health nurses on, on today because we are celebrating Mental Health Nurses Day. And what would you say to anybody out there who's thinking of a career in mental health nursing and thinking, is it right? Is it, is it, is it right? Will it be rewarding? Will it be good? What would be your message to them? It is rewarding, but you have to find the role that's right for you. There are so many roles within mental health nursing that like, it, it, the, the way you first go might not be the, the job for you. But when you find something that you really enjoy and you can give back to people and teams and colleagues, that's where I get my fulfilment, making a difference to lots of people, not just patients. Colin, what better way to end this special edition of the Combinations of Combined Healthcare podcast on this National Mental Health Nurses Day?